0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, August 24th, the L.A. Galaxy getting ready to play a game. I mean it this time. I'm not kidding. Playing a game against Chicago coming up on Saturday night, a return after, what, 28 days since the last time the LA Galaxy played? It's so long, it feels like the beginning of the season. Greg Vanny said it felt like the beginning of the season, uh, and the Galaxy have a whole bunch of new bodies to work into that. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, a whole bunch to cover. Uh, this isn't a live show, which is weird because YouTube was airing and wouldn't let us connect and do a whole thing. But we're uploading the video anyway, so you still have it. But we're glad to be joined and filling in as a guest co-host tonight. The man himself, I'm, I'm his biggest fan, of course, is Mr. Alex Ruiz. Alex, how's it going, buddy?
1: Doing good, man. I got some... My my starting debut for Corner of the Galaxy. I've that, been on the phone, you yeah, know, off sorry. the bench, but mm-hmm. finally my first start. So glad to be here.
0: Yeah, I go you you and uh, and, and Maya Yoshida are in the same boat right now. Your first, you're getting you know that 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 first team experience. So no, we're 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 super glad to have you. I've always joked about it that I am the 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 uh, official um, biggest fan of your fan club. I started the fan club. I have the Facebook page. I got the little shrine on the wall. You can't see it back behind me, but it's, uh, it's there. I'm glad to you're, you're doing something new too. So, and I want to make sure everybody gets that from the very beginning because, uh, the strikers on hiatus, which we know how that works in normal, uh, in normal soccer circles. If you've been around long enough, you know what a hiatus means. Um, you did a lot of great work with them. Uh, what are you doing now though?
1: Yeah, right now I've started a sub stack um, to keep my coverage going. I think I've really enjoyed covering Galaxy in many different ways. So uh, my sub stack uh, called the Galactic Tribune, um, I think something I've really been working on since, you know, I've kind of been on hiatus with the Striker before it was officially announced. But um, I'm definitely really excited to keep my coverage going. Um, as you know, I, I love writing. I love analyzing my you know type of writing is more analysis driven than it is, you know, kind of summary driven. Right. Um, definitely going to look to add a lot more content in there, some videos in there, trying to do some film study type videos in there for if you want to become a, a paid subscriber that's definitely something that's in the works for me right now so if you want more Ali galaxy content coming your way uh be sure to subscribe to the galactic tribune
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say that's it. it's only ten thousand dollars a month so he only needs one subscriber that's really what he's always no uh how, how much is it uh so that way people know what they're what they're getting into
1: yeah just uh five dollars a month um that's, that's the that's the fee you know um Again, just a cup of Starbucks, right? So that's, that's
0: it. Th- 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 that's all you it's need. All... Yeah, you don't need that coffee anyway. It makes you jittery. You know, you, everybody really needs to go with the Mexican Coke. I, I brought back the Mexican Coke for tonight, which is, I would like to say, having a very strong resurgence, uh, at least down here in, in in the white parts of Orange County. All of a sudden, everybody has the uh, the Mexican Coke, which I'm glad because in my opinion, the better tasting Coca-Cola. I don't know if you have an opinion on that, Alex.
1: No, I I love it. I mean, every time I go down to Mexico, it's probably the best part, getting the authentic Coke, sodas, everything Mm -hmm. there. So um, definitely miss going to Mexico this summer, Mm -hmm. but I cannot wait to drink
0: up. I mean, you could have lived in Mexico if you left whenever the Galaxy were eliminated from League's Cup, and then you could have lived there for like a whole month and then not missed any LA Galaxy soccer by the time you get... It feels... Like I I joked around on Twitter, I said I'm pretty sure the Galaxy last played a game in 2014. That's what it feels like with in terms of the gap. Does this, you know, I was certainly pessimistic on Monday's show, and I'll I'll remain that way. This is not good for the Galaxy. The fact that they actually have to reckon back to the time when they were playing uh, soccer and uh, and a league game at that is is even further away. So, um, what's your overall take on just the break?
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Josh. I mean, I think this takes a lot away from the team when it comes to that chemistry they're starting to build in a way. Um, we saw the good patch of form that they had right before League's Cup, and now you're kind of starting uh, back at zero a bit. I mean, you're losing that match sharpness. All the other teams in the league have played at least a game. Um, the Galaxy just feel a step behind when at this moment in time they should be looking to be in that extra gear. And unfortunately, due to all these circumstances, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of back at square one.
0: This is this is the most unlucky year I think I've ever seen the Gals. You have three season-ending injuries, uh, you had the start of the season delayed by heavy rains, you had the restart of the season delayed by a hurricane hurricane in quotation marks. But certainly, I've been seeing a lot of pictures of where it actually did get pretty nasty. So I'm I'm big on on the on the tropical storm. It had a pretty big wallop in some areas, just not so much on the on the coast. And I think we're glad we dodged it. Having said that, um, this this doesn't feel. Uh, I would love to be. The guy who's going to tell you and, and lots of people will tell you, well, you know, and Greg even tried to do it today. I heard him in his, in his press conference when you were out there talking to him, but he was like, you know, it, we got the guys worked in, you know, the new guys, they got more time. And I'm like, yeah. so Alex, they played what three inter inter squad scrimmages since then because they couldn't find anybody to play with. Right.
1: Yeah, that's what Greg Vanny said today. Uh, talked about how, you know, now that they've got some newer guys in, they're able to play 11 on 11 with some subs in. So, kind of emulate a real game as best they can. But obviously, you can't really do that in training. You don't have the environment, the pressure, all the extra things that come with a real match against an opponent. Um, but I mean, that's kind of the state of the galaxy right now. They're just trying to just hang on by a thread at this moment. And I, I think, you know, I'm a very positive person. I still think there's a chance um for them to make the playoffs. Uh, but again, I, I just feel like like you said, this has been been such an unlucky season, unfortunate, full of twists and turns. Um very rocky, very turbulent season, and just twelve games left to finish it out and see what happens.
0: That's that's nuts to me. I mean, just that whole thing is nuts to me, just in terms of, you know, what they're what, what we're expecting of them, you know, sort of what they're trying to do, all, all all this stuff. It just feels like no matter what the LA Galaxy do right now, uh, they're not going to be successful with it. It feels like they're they've been uh, you know I joked. There's they're they're rolling a boulder up the hill, Alex. Uh, They continue to roll that boulder up the hill, and eventually it's going to either roll back down on them or they're going to get to the top of the mountain. I just have, I think it's 90% that boulder runs them over on the way out, and people certainly questioning whether Greg Vanny sticks around. I, of course, will continue to sort of say that I don't think there's any appetite within the LA Galaxy, at least right now, to try and switch coaches whenever they don't have a president, they don't have other things. It certainly seems like Greg Vanny will be here for the start of next year. How much rope he has... Uh, will sort of depend on how this this ends. I think you even asked, Alex, or, or maybe it was Damian who was out there as well, but you guys were sort of saying, you're like, this seems fairly similar to last year in terms of the stretch that you guys have to make. What, what did Greg Vanney sort of have to say about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, just going back on the the, for context, right, for their last 12 games, I think they only lost one of their last 12 games. Right. So now they kind of need to go on a similar type run. And, you know, I, I think Greg kind of just mentioned, you know, they just need to get into form, need to, you know, build that momentum game by game and, you know, kind of be able to take those little steps to eventually, you know, reach their goal, which is to make the playoffs. And, you know, it's such a tough task to ask for, because in last year's situation, they're a little bit better off, a lot closer to the playoff line. This year, they're nine points out. I mean, sure, they have games in hand, but, I mean, just looking at the standings, it just makes it so hard to kind of visualize them be able to climb it up. Again, the Western Conference is just so competitive and crazy um, every single year, so you don't really know what's going to happen. And, you know, sure, they are certainly trying to emulate that form, but the situations given the roster, the injuries, the overall situation with the club is just so much more different that it makes you kind of, you know, really question a lot of, do does does it really feel like they could go on this run again? Because for me, I still kind of do have that faith that they could again. I'm always an optimist, but uh, again, there's just so many more questions that linger this season compared to last.
0: Yeah, let me let's uh, let's throw it to Greg Vanny here real quick just to start it off. Why not do audio early, being we're already uh, talking about it? Here was Greg Vanny talking today. I think this is sort of you know they were saying you know what what is sort of the re- the, the results. What do you expect? How how can you close that gap? So here's uh, Greg Vanny talking about that.
2: It's, it really is about us getting results. You got, we got to get on a run. You know, we've got to pick up, uh, get on a series of wins. You do that and you can close the gap fast. We obviously have a couple games in hand on some teams too. And if you can make do with those, then the gap actually isn't that big. It's four points maybe instead of what looks like 10. Uh, so we have got to take advantage of the games in hand and we've got to, again, get on a run where we are, especially at home, where we're taking, we're getting wins. And if we can do a really good job of winning at home and, uh, because I think we have 7 of 12 at home. If we can do a good job of getting our three points at home, then take some of the stress off of some of those road games where if we can pick up a couple along the way, we're probably in a pretty good spot. Uh, but us, it's, it's we just got to maintain focus like we did last year. It's one game at a time. Each game is kind of a playoff knockout type of mentality. Uh, play each play with the right concentration and, and make sure that we – we take our chances when we get them, and uh, yeah, and play each game like it's our own version of a playoff game because that's kind of the, the state of where we're at.
0: All right, there's Greg Vanny talking. So again, uh, I do like he played the game in hand trick, which I, I mean fans are are guilty of doing it all the time. I think reporters do it too, but you're like, Hey, you have, you know, three games in hand. So really, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not 10.9 po- points, 10 points behind. You're only like six points behind it, as long as you win those. The, the, the sort of crazy thing for me is that he talks about seven to 12 at home. And, and that that's, I think that's correct. Um, mm-hmm. when, when looking at uh, what is coming up. but like so so you get 21 points, let's say you win every single one of those, which by the way, if you look at the schedule, not a lock at all in order to in, in terms of trying to say, oh yeah, we're just gonna win all the home games. I mean, this Chicago team, is not playing poorly right now. Now, after the break, they came out and they lost to Orlando coming out of it, right? So there's some of that, but they're not playing poorly right now. The away game at San Jose, that would be a great one to pick up a point on, but that's a difficult place to play. Home to Houston. Houston was playing well, so I don't think you're going to be sitting there. St. Louis is playing well. Uh, Minnesota is playing okay. Um, In fact, I think they're getting better. Uh, Portland, we don't know about Portland yet. We have to see sort of how they uh, eventually round out without a without a, a new coach and, and sort of sitting there. Um, <coughs> and then you have Salt Lake, who is playing well, uh, and Dallas, who is always difficult to beat. So just going with those seven games, you're sitting there saying you, there's a very good likelihood, especially for a Galaxy team who has never won three in a row under Greg Vanny. it would be very difficult to say, oh, well, they just give them the, the 21 points they're going to get off those seven games, which, by the way, if they did pull that off, uh, Alex, it's it's a very good possibility they do make the playoffs. They win seven of their last twelve games. They get a result here or there on some of the other ones. They're they're in the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. Also, uh, I would like to point out, win every single game and you're absolutely in the playoffs. There's there's zero chance that you don't get that after uh, getting thirty six points uh, <laughs> out of those last twelve games. But. I mean, is, does any of that? It, that seems like he's and as he should. I, I would never, I would never say that uh, a coach should shouldn't be guilty of this. Is he sugarcoating it? He's saying, "Hey, if everything goes our way, well, yeah, if everything goes your way." Have you seen the rest of the season? That that hasn't been the case, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know how important it is in Major League Soccer to be able to win your home games and at least get a result. And we've seen a bit of those struggles at times recently, like the one game that comes to mind, right, The where they're uh, winning against Sporting Kansas City and then they lose that lead. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that's a lot of these home games for the LA Galaxy. They've just been that team that's very inconsistent at home and at times when they're caught lacking, they pay for it dearly. So for, you know, obviously Greg's going to be optimistic about it and, you know, say that they could be able to do it. Um, but we've seen in these last couple of years, and like you mentioned earlier, Josh, um, this team just has really struggled to get on a long winning streak with Greg Manny at the helm. So there's a lot of questions here uh, that are going to need answering. And I think right now the, the answers... From assuming what, this, what we've seen from this team and from the past um, aren't looking so good and looking like the right answers that could get this team back into the playoff uh, picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing now is that you're relying on the fact that, you know, you brought in, what was it, six players total with Billy Sharp? I think um, I keep saying five, but there was another one after there were five. Um, so with Billy Sharp on there, I mean, <laughs> the, the whole thing, it was funny. They were talking about the Discord today. You know, I said before the transfer window, it's going to be as far as LA Galaxy strikers can carry them because mm-hmm. this team has created chances among league leaders and chances created, right? Um, and al- among lead leaders in quotation marks from the bottom side in terms of finishing those chances right so it really hasn't been anything else and I know people want to blame the defense for a lot of things listen I'm telling you you play from behind your defense is going to get scored on Um, you know if you're constantly trying to pressure and pass the ball into the back of the net because nobody can finish that's going to put pressure for turnovers and when you commit so there's a lot of things that affect the defense which I think is actually fairly solid um, that you're not going to see if the galaxy suddenly starts scoring goals that's what they're missing, though, is scoring the goals. Dan Jovovich has been atrocious at it. Preston Judd, um, I mean, I don't know what you want from Preston Judd. That's that's tough to be like, oh, well, Preston Judd needs to do more. It's, Pre- it's Preston Judd. He- he's probably doing about what you expect to get out of him. So Preston Judd there. You know, somebody said, why should I be excited about Billy Sharp? And this is one of the reasons that you should be excited about these last 12 games is Billy Sharp is a proven goal scorer. He finds himself in the right place at the right time, very much in the similar vein of Chicharito in terms of maybe a poacher. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But just in terms of being able to finish, he's not going to be afraid to put the ball in the back of the net. It's all the guy has done for his entire career. He's put up really good numbers for for Sheffield and anybody else really he's played for. He knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. So for me, I, I think that's the thing to get excited for. A team that is among league leaders and chances finally has somebody who can convert them as long as he stays healthy. And there was some news on him today, too, right? Greg Vandy said he was north of the border.
1: Yep, he's in Canada and Calgary uh, getting his visa appointment done. Greg mentioned that um, depending on when that process is done, he'll be able to possibly play on Saturday. But I mean, uh, I think the chances of him playing are pretty low. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played in some time, still trying to gain his match fitness, match sharpness. Uh, I don't really see him playing in this game. Uh, But but nonetheless, he's a different guy on uh, this team. Like you mentioned, right, this team is going to go as far as the striker could take him. And that's what happened last year. If we remember last year in their last 12 games, Chicharito was on fire. He was scoring goals. He was dangerous. He was a guy you could easily rely on. This year, the Galaxy don't have that guy up the number nine. Dan Jovulic has been very consistent all season long. Like you mentioned, you know, Preston Judd is doing what I think everybody thought Preston Judd would do. But there's still some limitations to, to his game that, you know, really hold him back from, you know, advancing and evolving in his game to take that next step. So with Billy Sharp, I think that this team, is going to have a poacher again. Uh, just looking at all the goals, I think Sheffield United posted like an hour-long compilation of his goals. And I just stood there on my laptop just watching all of those. And the one thing I just took away was he is such a good poacher. So good at getting in the right spots. He's not afraid to put his body on the line. Um, The guy just instinctively knows where to be at the right time. And the Galaxy just need any of that at this point. I mean, they're, they're one of the best chance-creating teams in the league. They have players that are able to put in the right pass. We've seen Ricky Push multiple times be able to just find that right ball into the box but just it's not converted so I think Billy sharp's going to add an extra dimension obviously he's a 37 year old and you kind of don't want to put the expectation of him as a savior but I mean at this point you'll take it if considering what Jovalich and and Judd have been able to produce all season long yeah I mean
0: that's that's the whole thing is that they haven't I mean but there's also additions and you know it was funny uh not not to not to put Alex out on here and like I didn't ask everybody else before Alex but uh, hammer was on a flight uh, Sophie had a date night and Christian miles was getting ready to announce uh, UCLA soccer and I was Talking with uh, you say women's soccer, uh, and he was saying how he had to memorize and, and go through 35 players on the roster. I'm like, oh man, that's that's a that's a lot for an announcer and stuff like that, that's a lot to do. Um, but we were talking about the galaxy, and I said, you know, I think Billy Sharp is a highlight. He goes, yeah, he goes, and don't forget Diego Fagundes, Diego Fagundes. Very well, could throw this LA Galaxy offense into, um, in into overdrive. I mean, even somebody like Michael Berrios, who is very much, I think, a hit or a miss signing, but I'm not necessarily concerned that it's, you know, it's not going to break the bank. Nothing's going to hurt, but he's more direct, and sometimes the LA Galaxy need to be more direct. Um, and it, it's not so much about because I know Greg Vanny gets this a lot. It's not so much about the passing. It's not that. I have never had a problem with the passing. I don't have a problem with the possession. Um, It's actually when the galaxy get impatient. I'm a little bit more like Vanny. And it's like you get impatient and then things break down and then there's counterattacks and everything else. Um, and that's not trying to pass the ball in the back and that it's looking for the right opportunities. And I think that the Galaxy haven't done that. I think Diego Fugundes allows them to be a little more direct in terms of getting out to the wing, crossing into the box, getting stuff on there. Uh, I think Billy Sharp gives them a chance to to finish. I think Dayon Jovolic is going to have his say in these last 12 games as well. And if he gets on a roll, then the LA Galaxy can get on a roll again. The playoffs are going to be won and lost at the number nine position for me. I think everything else is fairly good, fairly well situated uh, for the LA Galaxy. And uh, Vanny was was high. He, He was high on the team. He talked about in- increased intensity because there's a lot more competition, and he talked about maturity increasing because of Yoshida and Billy Sharp, right? Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, he calls him Sharpie, and I am not gonna be, I, I am not gonna be on that one. You know, they they call uh, D- uh, Day on Decky too, and I, I, that's not one that I'm gonna be on either. So, uh, Sharpie, no, that's not gonna happen. Billy, that's fine. That's what he likes to be called. Billy Sharp um, can, can can certainly do that stuff. So, I mean, for me. Uh, Yoshida is, I think is an important piece. Uh, I think, uh, Cerio is going to be an important piece because Brugman's out. Right. And so you're going to probably see more of Cerio, although depends. There was an update on Mark Delgado. What did Greg Vandy tell you about, uh, Mark Delgado?
1: Yeah, he told us that Mark Delgado has been training the last couple of days. Um, he's, you know, trying to build back into Matt Sharpness as well. Um, did mention that there's a possibility he probably won't thrust him out into the starting lineup, which makes sense because Mark Delgado is such an essential player, especially now with Gaston Brookman going out. So you don't want to necessarily make a high-risk situation for him to get re-injured. And, you know, now you really have to think about uh, your options in that midfield. Um, but yeah, I mean, Delgado, watching him today in training, I mean, he's moving around, he's... He's shooting, he's, he's active. So um, he's going to be back on the pitch soon. Uh, again, it's just about managing how aggressive do you want to be with his minutes. And again, like I mentioned, he's a guy who's going to do the dirty work to cover ground, cover uh, those passing lanes, a guy that, you know, d- does all that. And with Brugman out um, you need players like that more than ever because Brugman was so essential in just doing those dirty little things. So Mark Delgado, we'll see if he does, if he does make the game day roster more than likely he will be on the bench. I, I, Find it highly unlikely he starts.
0: Yeah, it, 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 he's going to be, I think, an important piece for them, as you, as you mentioned with Brugman being out. I'm, I'm interested to see what the lineup looks like, though, uh, with Vanny sort of whenever he gets everybody who he wants, right? Does Billy Sharp come in and start? Are they going to have Jovulic come off the bench? Because... I mean, it's been a pretty well-established argument that Jovo plays better off the bench, so you're going to give him the last 20, 30 minutes. And you're going to let Billy Sharp run in there, and if you need to, you'll have two guys up top again, right? And Maybe they play differently, so two guys up top makes sense. Or you can bring in somebody like Michael Barrios who could play with two up top, right? They have options now. Uh, Vanny was like, we absolutely got better, uh, which is interesting because I-, I agree, but I also sit there and say, You know, outside of Fagundes, I think there's a lot more depth pieces that were signed more than anything. Um, But having said that, Yoshida is probably a starter. Uh, Billy Sharp, probably a starter, right? So I'm just back and forth in terms of how Vanny's actually going to use Sharp. Um, Especially after they sort of made it, you know, very clear they want a day on Jovulic sort of to be the guy down the stretch. So I wouldn't be surprised if Sharp comes off the bench sometimes instead of Jovulic. So uh, I just... It, it it's interesting to sort of say that the uh, the maturity level got a, a little bit little bit uh, better and with Billy Sharp and that was one of the things that I was told about like right away whenever I asked about Billy Sharp I went in and I said why Billy Sharp and they're like we like him as much off the field as we like him on the field so those things work for us either way even if he doesn't play you know, and granted, they expect him to play. They expect him to produce. I always get in trouble with people when I say that. But even if he doesn't play, they like him in that locker room. They like him on the bench. They like him sort of being there and taking those guys under his wing, right? They take the Berrios. They take Dayon Yobolich. They take Preston Judd. That's such an important part. It's overlooked all the time. We talk about it on this podcast all the time. I get made fun of endlessly for it. But you're missing that veteran experience somewhat like the Sasha Kleschens or the Victor Vasquez who were so pivotal. To helping those younger teams come together, so Yoshida in there, um, I'm really excited to see him play, and I think Billy Sharp in there uh, as well is going to sort of help settle this a little bit. Um, Alex, is is it? It's not optimistic to say that the Galaxy got better, but did they get good enough with the players they're missing? Overall, we sit there and you say you lost Chicharito, you lost Brugman, uh, you lost uh, um, uh, what's Caceres. That? Yeah, Casares. Um, you lost those guys. Season ending. If they're on the team and you did the moves that you did, you now you have a really strong team. But they're not on the team. Uh, the LA Galaxy don't have a goal scorer like Chicharito. Uh, they don't have, you know, sort of an eight or a six or whatever you want to put Brugman at. I, an eight, um, uh, more than anything. Um, they don't have that eight in there right now. And Douglas Costa is probably going to end up playing in the center and sort of letting Ricky Pouge sort of orbit around him. And somebody's going to have to play that defensive sort of midfielder role um, on the, I, It's probably going to be Surreal uh, eventually. I don't know if he starts right away, but that type of thing. They don't have those guys. Mm-hmm. So it's not a stretch to also say the Galaxy are still worse off, even though they had a remarkable transfer window for what they were able to do with their hands basically tied behind their back.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the context that really matters here when it comes to judging this transfer window is given the circumstances they have. They they were excellent. Um, but in trying to upgrade the team, I feel like it's more a lot more placeholders than it is guys who are going to elevate everybody else. You know, uh, Barrios got experience. Uh, he's, you know, been around this league for a while, but he's not necessarily going to be a game changer. Great guy to have off the bench, though. Uh, Diego Fagundes this season's been you know uh, a dud in terms of where he was last year having 18 goal contributions this season I think he has around four so you're kind of banking on if Fagundes can kind of find that form then maybe he helps lead your team to that next level no Um, no
0: no offense to him but Austin also has been not the the club they were last year either right so you could sort of see that but they play similar and so that's what they're hoping that he fits right in I think Vanny's high on him but what sorry continue
1: yeah, um, yeah. With, with goodness, I think that's just maybe like the biggest question mark uh, where you can get the highest potential there. But again, we don't really know till uh, game time comes around. I really like the move of Surreal, having a younger guy um, be able to track that ground, be able to kind of you know put in the tackles here and there, shield the back line. Um, I think that's a good option to have there. But it's it all about his development and how much he improves as a player, and especially having a lot more of the ball at his feet. Um, and Yoshida, I, I really like the signing of Yoshida just because he's a guy who's been around, you know, the top leagues in Europe. He knows uh, so many different languages. Um, he's a guy who I think really complements Jalen Neal very well. Mm-hmm. I, he's so good at aerial duels, just looking at his stats there. I mean, Jalen Neal, the one thing drawback about him is you know, he's not necessarily as dominant in the air, but having a guy like Yoshida next to you, that definitely helps a lot, and I think that really makes the puzzle of the back line just fit perfectly. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of improvements in that sense, but overall, it just depends on how they mesh with their chemistry, how can they get on page? And a lo- like I said earlier, there's a lot of questions there. And these next couple of games are going to be a big audition tape to see if you know there is some actual serious thoughts of them making the playoffs.
0: Uh, Tom Bogert for The Athletic wrote a piece talking about the transfers um, and had some quotes from the LA Galaxy on it. I'll read some of those because... Uh, one of them for sure is a guy who doesn't talk that often so uh, for us it was a very successful window head coach and sporting director Greg Banny told the Athletic we knew the challenge would be trying to get difference making players because there's only so many guys who are free agents that are realistic and make sense it became about getting core pieces that could help us in the short term and fit with what we wanted to do long term we really like the pieces we got and then Jovan have says I didn't realize how hard and difficult it would be to navigate the sanctions um, when we got to this stage you realize what's out on the market right so it sort of like, you know, um, it was very difficult. Will Koontz came in and said, when you're strictly interleague in the window, everything is pretty reactive. um, Said Koontz, you're waiting for other teams to make their moves abroad, to free them up, to move pieces. You're always waiting on other clubs. Um, and again, just uh, some perspective of what the LA Galaxy were able to talk about. I want to bring out something that seems uh, strange and crazy and also, uh, also of course, it's just it almost seems natural at this point. You talked about Jalen Neal and Maya Yoshida. Well, happy birthday to them both because they're both born on the same day. So if you want to be a starting center back for the LA Galaxy, you need to be born on uh on August 24th is that what it is yeah August 24th right that's 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 what you that's apparently that's a job requirement now is that just one of those crazy stats that we're going to talk about in 10 years remember when the LA Galaxy had two starting center backs that had the exact same birthdays um it seems weird right
1: I mean it's 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 so funny I mean just imagine if the team just becomes a just defensive rock and everyone's gonna point oh the center backs should have the same birthday it's all you need I mean, again, LA Galaxy have been trendsetters, so if this works out, we'll see the rest of the league be doing this.
0: Are they Leos? I need to know. I wish the chat room was there, but didn't able to look up the, uh, the different signs. Because I'm a Leo from July 23rd, but I'm right on the cusp of Cancer Leo. Like, the day can flip-flop depending on what it is, so I'm a cusp. Um, so I think it goes for like a whole month. And, and I so I would imagine they are also Leos, which makes sense because Leos should be defenders. There probably won't be. Somebody could tell me it's something else and I don't care. Um, yeah, I, have no, I have no clue, man. <laughs> you don't know? You know, so, so, what was uh was a? oh, I'm a, is it, is it the joke is like, uh, oh, I'm a physicist. And they're like, oh, I'm a Leo, you know, and it's like one of those things. It's like, no, those aren't the same things, but people think they are. Um, so anyway, so that there was a little bit of that. Uh, I did want to uh, talk about something that become, became more difficult to say, um, but at least uh, at least we we tried. I didn't realize this was difficult to say until I said it out loud. So the LA Galaxy have launched a fan council. Try saying that three times fast. Trust me, it's harder than you think. Uh, the fan council, uh, and this is. I would imagine a reaction to sort of the troubles that the LA Galaxy have had with their fan base over the last couple of years with the strike, supporters, right? uh, supporters group in their boycott earlier this year until Chris Klein was uh, re- released or, or relieved of his duties um, as president. And so this seems like a reaction to it. And I don't know that it's a bad idea. Um, I also don't know that it's a good idea. I don't know how seriously they're going to take any suggestions from people on the fan council, but at least it's something that is happening and it'll be something that we'll get to talk about as it gets formed. Um, But the galaxy fan council, which is open to both season ticket members and non season ticket members alike will be comprised of a diverse group of 15 members that represent the LA galaxy fan base. And will have a forum to provide feedback and make suggestions. Members of the galaxy fan fan council will participate in quarterly meetings with LA galaxy and AEG executives to discuss the game day experience, concessions, season ticket benefits and more. Fans can apply by going to galaxyfancouncil.com and filling out the application. Uh, The application process is open as of Tuesday, August 22nd, and will close Tuesday, September 12th, uh, with the Fan Council being announced the week of September 18th. So you have that looked forward to. Um, You said, we are excited to announce the launch of the LA Galaxy Fan Council and to bring our most passionate and creative fans into the decision-making process, said LA Galaxy Senior Vice President of Revenue and Strategy Uriel Martinez. All right. Um, Our goal is to better understand what LA galaxy fans want out of their experience with the club. We believe that receiving feedback from our most passionate fans will allow us to do so. So uh, there you go again. uh, Galaxyfancouncil.com is where you can find that Alex uh, a necessary step from the LA galaxy. Maybe some, some whitewashing of, uh, of, of maybe some of the problems that have existed between fans and the front office.
1: I mean, when I heard this news about the fan council, I was just like, you know what? It's better than having nothing at all, you know? I mean, it's, I guess, you know, an interesting idea to see how it gets executed. Um, Obviously, I think it's a good idea that they did both, you know, season ticket holders and non-season ticket holders. I think that was a very important uh, aspect of this uh, that the Galaxy kind of needed to announce. Um, I'm really interested to see just how much power they have, too, as well. Because if you're a fan council, you'd expect that, you know, you'd be able to have... A say in some things when it comes to the game day experience so i mean i'm just interested to see how this is going to work i mean how often our conversations going to be with the club um again we know that obviously the supporter and, and club relations this season have you know kind of been a roller coaster um especially given the boycott at the start of the year which right. feels like so long ago now the season feels so long Uh, but I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a necessary thing I think to have now. I think we've seen a lot more clubs trying to, you know, be closer with their supporters. And again, we've seen, uh, this sport in this country kind of continue to grow. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have. Um, again, I'm just curious to see how much power these people really have. And if the Galaxy are really going to listen to them or is it just in the a thing just to have, you know, you know, something to just perch on the desk there.
0: That would be the worst thing, right, is that yes. one that they have it and then they don't listen to the people and that then, you know, every, it quietly gets disbanded over the next two to three years and goes away and never comes back. Uh, you would hope that the LA Galaxy embrace it like it is actually a sounding board. You know, we can, uh, that, that people can talk about concession prices that continue to skyrocket for what seems like no apparent reason uh, in, in a lot of ways. I did, uh, I thought it was a, a good joke, and I think I told this. I went to the Taylor Swift concert, I was at SoFi, uh, I bought a, uh, a, a, what is it, like a 24 ounce Modelo. Right, so yeah, I was like, okay, no problem, 24 ounce Modelo. You're not old enough to drink, so I don't want to hear it. I went to a to to a, to get a 24 ounce Modelo, and I got that, and we got some other things, and like the whole deal, and it ended up being like $75. I'm like, whatever, don't care. I'm having a good time, but I was still like, okay, sure, whatever. So then uh, went to Target the next day and saw that 24 ounce Modelo for $2.50 that I paid like probably $20 for. So those are the things that hopefully the fan council can talk about. Um, And and listen, there are a lot of places who do concessions better than the LA Galaxy um, and and have for a long time. And and a lot of that is because of existing partnerships and, and different things that are there there's some hits there's some misses somebody said that if they joined the fan fan council that they uh their one suggestion would be that obviously we need more cookie cards um which i thought was you know that see that's the kind of in-depth stuff you need to know is uh more cookie cards for everything i have to walk by them every time i go down
1: that's uh, what really matters we, why don't they that's just really matter why don't we
0: just get a bucket of cookies whenever we go down to the press bo- press conference next time and then we could just like share them with the players and, and we just hand them around and have cookies, right? You well, that's that should be allowed. I mean, you know, I know I know COVID cases are on the rise again, but we should be able to get away with that, right?
1: I mean, yeah, we should. I mean, it's good bonding. Okay, good good, good, good. We'll, uh, we'll
0: do that but anyway the the fan council is out there the other uh, interesting thing that pops up and it pops up every once in a while and I sit there and say you know if they ever wanted to do a reality show where they got uh, reporters out there to just show how horrible reporters are and out of shape it's let the reporters go through the train like a pro fantasy camp from October 20th, 20th to 22nd that the LA Galaxy are holding um, <laughs> and so they launched that it is it is the fantasy camp they they of course show the lockers Alex with the person's name on it right don't you want to see a locker up there that says alex ruiz and you're getting out there and you're bending over to tie on your kicks and like you know you're putting on the la galaxy and you're going out there and then just have somebody like kobe jones run you into the ground for like 30 45 minutes until you can't breathe anymore and then you know i think they should have like a separate boot camp just for reporters just so we remember how difficult it is to run back and forth for 90 minutes right
1: yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, just put us in the player's shoes. I mean, in my case, I mean, I'm still pretty young. I'm I'm 19. So for me, I take that seriously. I'd be like, yo, if I'm going to be a professional footballer. This is my only shot here. Like, I would be training for at least like three months if this opportunity came around for me. I mean, I'm still young, right? Uh, you're still, you are. You're, you're still, you could see you're in that, you're
0: in that spot. And trust me, it goes by in a flash. Just wait for it. Where you talk to the players and they're older than you. And you're like, oh, this is, yeah. oh, yes, sir. No, sir. Like the whole deal. Now I get there and I get the yes sirs from the players. And I want to reach across there and smack them and be like, stop it. I go, I used to be able to, I, there's a time, Alex, it'll come. You'll know, you'll know when it happens, but you'll sit there and go, you know, I'm, if I'm going to play professional soccer, I'm kind of getting old for this. You know, you'd be standing in the locker room next to the guys sucking in your gut. and You're like, okay, so now it's like only like two guys in here who are older than me. Uh, whenever Ashley Cole was there, it felt good because he was still older than me at the time whenever he was in here. Now there are no players who are, who are older than me. And I only have to hope that the coaches continue to be older than me because that's the only thing that, that keeps me sort of, uh, <laughs> keeps me sort of grounded. So you still have a while to go, but trust me, it's gonna go away one of these days. So if they give you a chance to go out there, yeah, you better train and do all that. If they give me a chance to go out there, I might have to pass because I'm afraid I'm gonna like pull, pull a hammy or something like that pretty, pretty quickly. But anyway, that uh, that camp is going on. If you go to lagalaxy.com/slash uh, fantasy camp, you can uh, you can find all that wonderful information. But pe- people should do. I know that people have done this in the past. They always seem to have a great time. I would say that no matter what your feelings are about the current state of the LA Galaxy, if you wanted to do this, don't let that stop you. Go do it because it's a short window of time where you can get out there and still run around and and do those things and be next to a, a a team and a club that you you know obviously still love. If you're listening to this podcast or you're going want to go to the fantasy camp, so go out there and absolutely get it done. Right, Alex. There's no you don't save it till tomorrow.
1: Uh, right now, I'm going to start training. Right tomorrow, <laughs> wake up six a.m. Just have a pure egg yolk and just go out for a run. I
0: like the fact that you're like, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. I get up at like 5 because there's a little three and a half year old that comes in and wakes me up every morning. It's a great alarm clock. I never get to my alarm clock. So it's always good. But I like that you were like 6 a.m. That's early. That, was, that that's, was a, good. that's early for me. That's early. OK, good, good. That's uh, that's good. Keep it that way. Try to try to maintain that as long as you can. Um, one of the other things before we sort of get to some of the standings and some of that stuff, uh, the L.A. Galaxy going to be wearing their uh, their uh their kick childhood cancer uh, jerseys. And this is the Marvel tops as well. I don't know what Marvel movie they're trying. I'm sure somebody who's smarter than me will invoke this one. The kid looks adorable. So we're going to allow that to happen. Um, they're as, as Alex said before we started. At least they're blue and gold. Like at least they're galaxy colors, which is a positive as well so this will be their their warm-up jersey going on there and a lot of times they sell these and a lot of times there's auctions for these as well so pay attention as we sort of get ready for the the games that uh and pay attention to um you know all the different things the galaxy have to offer but this is one of the warm-ups so when you see the galaxy coming out in sort of the blue and gold uh you know it's not a new warm new uh uniform it's just the new warm-ups that are coming in alexa thumbs up or thumbs down thumbs up because the colors but Overall, it's sort of like I don't get it. Is that is that what I was getting from our conversation before?
1: I mean, yes, thumbs up because of the colors. But I mean, what is this supposed to be? I mean, who are you supposed to represent I, in this? I mean, I'm assuming one of the figures there is Thor. I don't know. I don't. But I mean, it's it it's cool for the colors. Um, I mean, if you just want to buy it to examine it and and you know go crazy of what it's supposed to be, then, right? Then go for it, right? Um, but obviously, this is for a good cause: uh, kick childhood cancer. Um, I'm really looking forward to kind of just seeing how how the you know team looks coming out, warming up with these and you know, with this uh I think what is it, this sponsorship with Marvel or in this partnership with Marvel. It's a partnership. Um, you man. know, it, it's gonna be some cool merch. I think the the vault that they had, I think that's pretty, pretty dope. Um and obviously if you're a big comic book guy, I mean, this is something you gotta cop.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's my thing. I'm not a big comic book guy, so I'm sure there's some, like, awesomeness that I'm missing here. And they're like, oh, no, if you look right here, it's actually part of the canon back in the day that this happened. And now We're, we're just finally, out of touch. just. I just don't know. I don't know. There's too many things for me to keep track of anymore. Um, and ever since Elon took away my tweet deck, um, I feel like I'm not in touch with anything anymore. I've never been less connected on, on Twitter. Thanks, Elon. I tweet less than I ever have in my entire life. Good job, buddy. Um, all right. Let's get to some other things here as we sort of close down. Get ready to uh, talk about the Chicago game coming up. Uh, Eastern Conference standings as you see it: Cincinnati, fifty-one points. Uh, If you were watching U.S. Open Cup and all that fun stuff with Messi and Cincinnati and uh, Cincinnati getting past or or Miami getting past Cincinnati, uh, the late goals and extra time, all the fun stuff—it was quite entertaining. But as it stands, Cincinnati's still at the top, and Miami's still at the bottom. You want to watch it, a fun story? is going to be how far can Miami climb in their remaining games because they have the same number of games played as the LA Galaxy right now, 22. Um, so they have a they have a lot of games that they got to play with leagues cup and everything else. They got that time. They were able to test themselves into all these different situations. So they come back to MLS flying absolutely flying they can't do anything wrong they'll play in a u.s open cup for their second trophy of the season if you can believe that they're about to win a treble all right that's what that's really what's going to happen here is they're about to win a treble they're going to win the league cup they're going to win the u.s open cup and if they make it to the playoffs which is still a stretch because they have less points than the la galaxy by four points if they make it to the playoffs they very well could win mls cup as well it's an unbelievable story a lot of fun and somebody tried to argue. I think Alex. They're like, well, you know, are we still going to talk about parity whenever Messi is uh, when Messi comes in here and he just destroys everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Because Cincinnati had a chance to win that game. So don't tell me that the good teams can't play Messi and those guys. And as a matter of fact, I thought Miami got lucky that they they came back and that game was able to do stuff. So um, it's not over. There's a lot of games to be played for Miami. Um, So watch that. Now, having said that, I'd love to have the same excitement about the LA Galaxy. Uh, But when we look at the standings over in the Western Conference, it is St. Louis and LAFC at the top. LAFC had a good midweek win over Colorado for nothing. That was on Wednesday night. Uh, Now you have the LA Galaxy down there who didn't get to play on Sunday, who now get to play on Saturday. Again, 22 games played, 22 points for the LA Galaxy and currently sitting uh, nine points out of that spot, right? So 31 points is the last spot. That's where Minnesota is. Is at. If you look, the LA Galaxy have games against Portland and Kansas City and Dallas and Minnesota, um, and so there's going to be a chance to jump all of those teams. That's there for them. Uh, having said that, it feels like a long... St. Louis has twice as many points as the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, they've done it in two more games, but twice as many points as the L.A. Galaxy, and they lead uh, the Western Conference right now with 44 points, and LAFC just 40 points, four points behind them there uh, <laughs> with the same number of games. I'm looking at Seattle has 25 played, so the L.A. Galaxy have three games in hand on Seattle. Um just a, a lot of games still to play. The LA Galaxy have two games in hand, excuse me, three games in hand on Kansas City, which is good. That means you could jump Kansas City with you with the wins. If you use Greg Vanny's formula, just get those wins, Alex, and then that those games in hand. All of a sudden, that, that gap isn't nine. It's more like four points, right? And so you can make up four points, right? So um, so that's in there as well. Um, Supporter Shield is, is a lot of the same stuff there. But um, I want to get to this Chicago game uh, and just... This feels like a game the L.A. Galaxy should be able to win. And having said that, um, it's still it's a difficult game for the L.A. Galaxy to play as well, because I think Chicago has been playing uh, at least they were playing better. Uh, after the, or, or before the break. Out of the break, like I said, they they haven't had as much uh, much uh, luck, but that's only one game for them. Uh, it was at home and they lost pretty handily to Orlando, but they scored first, which is a dangerous thing for the LA Galaxy who doesn't necessarily score a lot of goals. So this game, 7.30 p.m. coming up on Saturday, August 26th. 7.39 p.m. is your kickoff. This game on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Uh, no, no bypass of the window, particularly on that one. Alex, uh, what are you expecting from the Chicago Fire Um, can the la galaxy match sort of the energy of the moment in these last 12 games they have to do it one game at a time starting with chicago
1: yeah i think the interesting thing about chicago is that they're kind of in no man's land of you know you're a good team but you're not a great team you're not you're a bad you're not a horrible team but i mean you're just kind of stuck there in the middle they're in that spot to fight for the final playoffs um seedings in the east so every game matters for them and i think for me the big Thing to come away with, uh, Chicago is, you know, they, they're very dangerous on set pieces. Uh, Sheridan Shakiri is a great, um, when it comes to the dead ball situations, whether that's a corner kicks, whether that's uh, free kicks. I mean, during training today, I think they spent 20 minutes, I think, just working on defending set pieces. So that's a big emphasis for the Galaxy in this game. And, you know, I've always said so many times that the Galaxy play up to the level of their opponent. And I think that's been true on so many occasions since Greg Vanny took over. And, you know, if Chicago's just going to, you know, low block it and you know make it difficult it's going to be a hard game for the galaxy and i don't see them coming out with anything you know so this is definitely gives me trap game vibes in a way right um just because you know i don't know what to expect from this team at all i mean you could spin a wheel throw a dart somewhere and i'd believe whatever result it, it puts out there yeah um yeah so if, if, at this point ahead. oh yeah and at this point um i'm just hoping to just see anything positive again I, like we mentioned earlier this team's gone 28 days without a game so i mean any any positive is 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 going to be magnified a lot in this game for this club.
0: Yeah, I, I, negatives will be magnified. Positives will be ne- magnified. There's just not that many games left, so the, the microscope is right there. If you look at just the season stats, and Greg Vanny talked about it today whenever he was talking to the to the media, he was talking about, listen, low block encounter, right? These are guys who can get out there and they can get you hurt. Um, you look at the Chicago's season-wide percentage numbers, it's 46%. That tells me they don't mind not having the ball. Uh, You look at the LA Galaxy at 55 percent, you know, the LA Galaxy want the ball. Right. And so uh, the good news is that I think Chicago will allow the LA Galaxy to play their style, which is to have possession. Um, I don't think they're going to high press. I don't think they're going to do a lot about that. I think they're going to be low block. But we talk about game of transitions. This is going to be a game of transitions. The only way to make Chicago really pay for and pull them out of the way they want to play is by Scoring first and then making Chicago have to come back and fight to try and score another goal. And when the LA Galaxy do that, if they have finishers, that's whenever things start to open up and they can be more direct, right? The Galaxy love to play counterattacking soccer, Alex. Um, Mm -hmm. They just don't do it a lot because they're usually in possession. And, you know, if they are uh, not in possession and trying to be a little more direct, it's usually because they're behind. But doing that when you're ahead is a recipe for success for the LA Galaxy. So I want to see more directness. I would love to see Michael Barrios come into this game and possibly provide some of that more directness, trying to get him back behind uh, letting Ricky Pooge, who, by the way, it feels like you almost forgot that Ricky Pooge was even on this team because they haven't played for a month, right? Uh, but Ricky Pooch was was playing really well towards the end of the break, um, Was was making all the passes, scoring goals, was doing a lot of stuff. You're going to have to see that. He's the captain now. I am the captain now. He's the captain now. Uh, and, uh, and he, yeah, he needs that. Uh, he needs to show that.
1: Yeah, this can be a big game for Ricky Puj, having the captain's armband. I mean, twenty-four years old. I mean, he just came a year ago and now he's club captain. He's kind of got all these responsibilities on his shoulders. And you know, he's a he's a pretty mature player. He he knows how to handle this. I mean, he's played at Barcelona, so he knows what real pressure is like, what it's like to, you know, kind of be at a club where you can get, you know, scrutinized and everything's just so much more intense. And I think, you know, Ricky's gonna, you know, do well at handling this situation. Like like you said, Josh, you know, he's been scoring goals, he's been doing assists he's been doing his thing in the midfield his little spin moves out of pressure you know i I think that this is going to be you know another testament to just how good ricky push can be and he always appears for the big games and he's always a guy that shows out just in this situation where you know if chicago wants to go low block and really frustrate the galaxy i mean is Ricky Puj going to start spraying out balls that then lead to transition moments? That's kind of my big worry here, where sometimes he tries to be the hero too many times, which, you know, we understand he's capable of having those game-changing moments, but at at some time, you kind of need to recognize to, you know, just slow down a little bit. Don't be too risky and put the team in a situation where they're caught on the counter and in transition, and then that leads to something, you know. So it's definitely going to be a lot of composure from Ricky in this game uh, just to be able to sustain – uh, just not only his emotions, because I think he's still on a yellow card warning, uh, but also just being able to lead this team and uh, be the offensive outlet that he's been all season long.
0: Yeah, you can see it. Looking at Chicago's last wins, win over Portland, went over Sporting Kansas City, win over Nashville, went over Montreal, run over Toronto. Yeah, there's some people who probably are, should be run over in that. You know, the whole thing is that you look their last two losses both came against Orlando, both three to one, one on the road, one at home. Um, so maybe looking at Chicago and what they have been doing, which was a lot of tying, a lot of losses, all of a sudden the shift started, uh, they fire their coach, um, Ezra Hendrickson, right? So e- Ezra is no longer there. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, they start to change and they start to do a little bit better. We'll see if the break has caused them to perhaps rethink their, their, their break that they sort of had going on there. Um, w- just looking at their lineup and, and looking at what they can do. Um, you know, you sort of, you, you talked about, uh, Shaqiri, um, but they get goals from a bunch of different places. Um, so just sort of keep that in mind, you know, Kai Kamara is, is out there still, you can't count Kai Kamara out. He's got five goals this year. Uh, you got Hale, uh, Selassie and I, I have not watched Chicago play that much at all. So, um, but four goals, four assists on the year so far, uh, Herber's in there four goals, right? So they get a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys who have been putting in goals, and they they're getting them from different places. They're counterattacking. They have speed. They like to be direct. All of those things. So um, we'll sort of see how they continue to uh, to put that together. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is programming. And the LA Galaxy took, put out a press release about the programming. Uh, one of the ones I tweeted out was that they are giving out fifteen thousand bags of tortilla chips. Will be given away to fans as they leave Dignity Health Sports Park, cur- courtesy of uh, Siete, I believe. Um, and I would just like to say that I don't think I can fit 15,000 bags of tortilla chips into my car at the end, so Alex, I think I'm probably going to have to share with everybody, so uh, people were asking why they give away stuff at the end, and my my whole thing is a lot of times they give stuff away at the end, so you don't throw it on the field, uh, and I could just imagine tortilla chips come raining down should
1: the LA Galaxy lose, so <laughs> for me that i feel like if they yeah. do win this wooden spoon that should instead of confetti just throw tortilla chips out there you know i was really celebrate the moment you were too young
0: but there used to be a time when we would throw tortillas at arizona state games um and and there were tortillas all over the place there used to be a thing with like the tostitos fiesta bowl and stuff like that and so they're uh-huh. like tortilla it was a whole thing don't ask but we but we got pretty close that's about as close as we ever got to throwing chips uh, tortilla chips around uh merchandise, new Metro and Ness inventory has landed in the LA Galaxy store. So you can check that out. There's a retro crew neck color block sweatshirt, uh, LA Galaxy Retro and Island Windbreaker. I'll let you guys look at that. Soccer Fest will be open. The LA Galaxy Special Olympics Unified team uh, will be playing after this game as well. I need to really, there was uh, one of the coaches actually sent me a message and I wanted to read it just that way we could make sure that we... Covered all the bases and did all that stuff. So Matt, uh, Coach Matt sort of sent me a thing. He goes, just want to let you know the Special Olympics Unified team has their home game against the Chicago Fire Unified team after the first team game on Saturday. Uh, would love it if you could give us a shout out on this week's shows and let the people know. You have now been notified. Uh, Matt used to be a player he's aged out of the program as a roster player and now he is of course uh, a coach Matt uh, he says the t- the team suffered a tough loss on penalties in Colorado back in late June so they're looking to get that win this weekend so stick around watch the the Olympic Unified team play there's nothing better than watching those guys play either it's a lot of fun uh, and you should be out there supporting so remember to do that after the game as well so um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else season ticket member benefits of course they're always trying to push that and then uh, yeah that's about it that's where we sit with the, uh, with the LA Galaxy uh, getting ready to take on Chicago. Uh, a lot of stuff still coming here. Uh, Alex, we can look at the schedule too. Um, and as we look at this schedule and sort of try to figure out this LA Galaxy team, uh, just two games here in, in August, but they're they're back-to-back and, and rapid fire. LA Galaxy hosting Chicago, then away to San Jose midweek for the Cali Classico. Uh, and then you get September, which is just loaded, right? LA Galaxy versus Houston, LA Galaxy versus St. Louis, LA Galaxy at LAFC, LA Galaxy versus Minnesota. We've talked about that stretch before. It's four games right there, but you get to sleep in your bed every single night. Um, that's one of the, the advantages there. You talk about winning games, winning at LAFC is one of those games where you could steal a whole bunch of points. Um, and and again, you get to sleep in your, uh, in your bedroom every single night on that. So that one's coming up on 9-16th um the el trafico there Uh, final El Trafico of the season. Uh, And then you have the LA Galaxy away to Austin, LA Galaxy hosting Portland. Um, And then finally, again, away to Seattle, away to Minnesota. And that was going to be tough. It was going to be away to Seattle, away to Minnesota, and then home to Dallas to sort of finish things out. But with the rescheduled Salt Lake game now, Alex, uh, the LA Galaxy go away to Seattle, away to Minnesota, home to Real Salt Lake, and home to Dallas. Having two games at the end, and of course the 10-21 game is fan appreciation night. Don't think my spreadsheet isn't getting fired up for that one where I can tell you how the LA Galaxy Galaxy have fared on fan appreciation night <coughs> over the years. So uh, we'll talk about that as well. But this is a tough schedule. Is it completely impossible to the LA Galaxy? For, is it completely impossible for the Galaxy to make the playoffs, Alex? I don't think so. Do you think it's impossible?
1: I don't think so. I, I mean, again, there's. A, I feel like this team, in so many different ways, um, like we talked about with the transfers, you know, not necessarily guys that are going to you know, be superstars here and there, but they fit the holes just right. And I think that's what you need, right? If, you know, the ship is sinking, the least you can do is just cover up the holes and not make the situation worse. So, I mean, I think these are guys that if, you know, they have their moments, they could be game changers. Um again there's a lot of question marks um, in the case of Billy Sharp, how effective easy is he going to be here? I mean, how long is he gonna play? I mean, he's a guy who has a ton of mileage on him. so I don't necessarily see him as a starter um, right away. Um, Diego Fagundes, like we mentioned right um a guy like the rest of Austin, which is underperforming compared to last season, but maybe a change of scenery, uh, a change of you know players out here I think that could maybe you know help elevate his game here as well. Uh, Maya Yoshida having a guy like him, I think really bumps up that defense, which, you know, has kind of been led by a lot of younger players. So I think having a guy like Yoshida kind of lead them through is uh, the right thing that you want to have there as well. And like we mentioned, uh, for me, just how the midfield works without Brugman is going to be my biggest question, biggest thing I'm watching um, for the rest of the season because, I mean, Brugman was so key to everything, uh, both offensively and defensively. And now the fact that he's gone for the rest of the year, um, I don't think anybody else on this team can replicate that kind of production, but you've got to find somebody that can do it. And, you know, we saw how important the midfield was last year when the Galaxy made their run to the playoffs. Um, This year, it's not the same at all. And I I feel like that's kind of what makes it so much harder to believe that this team can make the playoffs. The fact that there is that a bit of instability and unknown in in that department and arguably the most important position of the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, Does uh, does if the Galaxy don't make the playoffs, is Greg Vanny still the coach to start twenty twenty four?
1: I believe he should be. I mean, this is a guy who's kind of cemented and kind of built a foundation with this club when so many years we've had a revolving door of coaches, of people trying to do their own things. But I think now um, the setup that they have in the organization, I think it's you know somewhat stable. Uh, I think, you know, the signings that they've had the last couple of years have been uh, last, the last year, actually, in the last uh, year cycle. I think they've been really good. They fit this team. Um, again, this year has just been so unlucky and so unfortunate. So many, you know, bad omens. You know, having your first game suspended, having the last game against RSL suspended, three season ending injuries. Um, I, and I feel having two DP slots possibly open this winter definitely helps a lot. They'll definitely be a shorter leash on Greg Vanney right. uh, at the start of 2024 for sure. But I mean, I think this is the coach that's implemented his system very well. in this players, they, you know, all fit what he wants to do. Just um, it's just been so unfortunate to see kind of how it's developed in a way. And I wouldn't say this is all Vandy's fault. But um, obviously, you know, you can't necessarily keep the same guy there uh, for so long if things aren't going as you expect.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. I am just glad that somebody said it who also I like I didn't tell Alex what to say. That's I also believe that, uh, one, I agree with Alex and two is I believe the LA galaxy don't have the appetite for that right now. Um, at least as an organization, it doesn't seem they do. It doesn't seem like they have that, that sort of ability to sit there and they have allowed Greg to write a lot of the wrongs that they have had before. And so whether or not he can get that, get that over and have that actually impact on the field and in a positive way, that's still remained to be seen. I'm sort of of the opinion that, uh, that, it's it's the leash, right? It's the leash in 2024 of what that happens. The galaxies start the way that they started in 2023 and he won't be long for it. Um, some people would say, "Well, then, why not pull the plug now?" And I understand that, but I would also say that you're not seeing the stuff that's happened behind the scenes and sort of how things have improved there. We'll see if they improve or how they change in the off season too. Um, that could also maybe dictate a lot of, of what happens. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, for predictions guaranteed to be wrong, Alex, you can lead us off. Do the LA Galaxy get the win against the Chicago Fire coming up on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a victory. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Um, in my gut, I want to say it's going to be a boring 1-0 game. I okay. just feel Chicago is just going to you know, try to make it so frustrating. Um, but again, the result's a result, right? Three points is three points. Nobody's judging you know, if it's pretty or not. You just got to get the victory, and that's where the Galaxy are at this season. So I'm going with the 1-0 boring game against Chicago Fire. I really hope to be wrong in that it's a b- boring game. I do want, want them to win just so we you know, can see a little bit Uh, of a glimpse that there is a chance they can make the playoffs because I think that's going to make the season so much more interesting. Um, And again, we've seen this team can go on a run. So going 1-0, LA Galaxy. All right.
0: Well, that's interesting. A clean sheet with Maya Yoshida making his debut there, right? So uh, we'll see that. (laughs) We're all expecting Jalen Neal to play in that game as well. Greg, Greg Can I add one thing real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: The Galaxy haven't uh, lost to Chicago since 2010. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a long time. And to put that into context, Context, Jalen Neal was like six or seven years old the last time they know. lost to Chicago.
0: Yeah, but, so. but you, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you listen to the podcast enough. This is that goes against Josh's roulette, roulette uh, theory, right? The roulette theory is like, Whenever you go to Vegas and like you're going to gamble and let's say, you know, you're going to roulette. Roulette's a horrible game to gamble on because it's just chance and there's not a lot of skill involved, even though people have different things that they want to do. But there's things called like betting on the outside and betting on the outside is just like red or black, right? So you're just going (laughs) to bet red or black. So you'll go up there and they show you on the thing like what numbers have hit and it shows you whether those are red or black. And so you can go there and you can be like, last five numbers have been black. That means that red's coming up, right? Even though it's the same odds every time you spin it, right? It's one of those things like flipping a coin every single time, right? The odds are 50-50 every single time. Even if there's six in a row that have been heads, there's still a 50-50 chance on the next one that it's going to be. But I don't listen to that. I say it's the roulette theory, which is, hey, the Chicago Fire haven't lost the or haven't beaten the LA Galaxy in 10 years. Sounds like it's their time. Sound All, all records are meant to be broken there, Alex, right? So... Um, you know I'm just
1: trying to cause chaos here that's all
0: (laughs) that's okay no I understand I'm with you as well I I think the LA Galaxy get the win as well but I I think there's no possible way they keep a clean sheet because that's just not in their DNA so uh, it's two to one but the really the really crazy thing is it'll be two nothing with about 20 minutes to go and they'll allow a goal and all it'll be just squeaky bum time for the last time and the Galaxy just barely hang on to get it so I think the Galaxy get the win here as well I think that sets them up for a good trip up to San Jose midweek I think Billy Sharp Possibly playing in San Jose, um, possibly even being available for Saturday. We should find out by tomorrow, really. And Vanny will likely not tell us. So you'll find out on Saturday because that he won't want to tell anybody that, uh, that it's different there. So, um, yeah, I'm going 2-1 LA Galaxy. I think this is the time. I think this game is ripe for the picking. I think the Galaxy are getting them off of a, a, a long travel and they just played over the weekend. I don't know if that's positive or negative. I am not worried about the first 15 minutes. I am worried about the second 15 minutes. Show me what happens after the, all the adrenaline is working. Show me what happens in that like, you know, 15 to 30 to 45, that end of the first half. Show me what the LA Galaxy are doing and how they're playing. And I think if you go and watch them play in the latter parts of that first half, that's going to tell you how that game is going. So if you're watching when the LA Galaxy are not controlling possession and Chicago's getting a lot of chances towards the end of that first half, I think the Galaxy are going to have problems in that game. I think that's sort of the bellwether thing about trying to get up and into a game mentality when they haven't been for over 30 days or, or not, or close to 30 days, 28 days, right? So almost 30 days, almost a full month. The Galaxy have not been in this game intensity situation. Now they're getting to do that. So um, I think that's where it goes. Uh, Alex, anything else you want to talk about the game or anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? Uh, nope, that's all. All right, Alex, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Make sure you give them all those good information. We'll get on out of here.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ALXR15. There I have uh, my links to my sub stack, Galactic Tribune, where you can subscribe and get more of Galaxy content and coverage right your way. Um, definitely been a lookout as a lot more content is going to be coming in that direction.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Alex. And a big shout out, big round of applause for Alex filling in for everybody. We appreciate Alex. I'm sure it won't be the last time. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, G-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. of course, at Galaxy Podcast, at Galaxy Podcast on Threads, and of course, cornerthegalaxy.com. You can go to our YouTube page where this video will be posted where you're probably already watching it, but go and subscribe and like and all that fun stuff. We certainly appreciate it. All right, for Mr. Alex Ruiz, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy